You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Game three of the ALCS between the Indians and Blue Jays. Cleveland with a 2-0 series lead. A raucous crowd in Toronto. Marcus Stroman on the hill for the Jays. Trevor Bauer going for Cleveland. Izzy recovered, though, from that drone accident he suffered last week. Checking out his pinky finger right there, hoping the stitches hold up. We pick up the action in the first. No score, a man on for Mike Napoli facing Stroman. Napoli with a high fly ball. Deep right, back goes Batista on the track toward the wall. Jumps, ball, kicks off his glove, bangs up against the wall. Retrieved by Pilar. In to score is Santana. And in sliding with an RBI double is Mike Napoli. And the Indians have a 1-0 lead as Mike Napoli hit it a ton to deep right center. If he starts getting blood on the baseball, he's in trouble because the umpires won't let him go. And that thing is bleeding badly. I wonder how much longer Bauer's going to be able to pitch. The payoff, and it's high, ball four. So he's walked a pair, and they'll look at Bauer's finger, and it is bleeding pretty badly. And he is bleeding so much from that hand. He's trying to hold it against his jersey to stop the bleeding. But, you know, when you have those stitches in, and you're trying to throw a ball 95 miles an hour, I don't know how the stitches could ever stay in place. And that's it. The accident happened Friday morning. Ten stitches, hoping that those were good enough to make him able to pitch. Not the case. That ball was hit to Lindor, who bobbled. Got the out there. Double play. Lindor juggled it, but got the bag and made the throw. Mike Everett watched it closely, made the call at second. Here comes the 0-1, swung on, and there's a high fly ball. This one's hit to deep left center, way back. Home run, Napoli. Drive in front, 2-1. to one. Wow, if Napoli starts to light it up, and he's now two for two tonight, look out. And that ball is drilled to right field, and she is gone. Jason Kipnis breaks the drought and stakes the Indians to the lead again. It's 3-2. From the hitter's perspective, you got a really good idea of what he has that particular night. This was a 2-2 fastball. Try to get it on the outside corner. He smokes it. Two out, two on, two run Indians lead in the seventh. The pitch. Swung on, line drive to left field. Chris coming on, dives. He made the catch! He made the catch! On a sinking liner, Coco Crisp came charging, took a chance, left his feet, and made an incredible diving catch. Well, Andrew Miller is coming on, and he's been invincible this postseason. Here it comes. Slider check swing. He went around. Miller gets another strikeout. The 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Went with the hard stuff at 95, and Pilar is down swinging. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on the slider. And the Blue Jays are down to their last out. The pitch. Swung on bank. Back up the middle. Behind second. Backhanded by Kipnis. Throw to first. Ball game. He got him on a great play. Ranging far to his right with a backhand and back of second. And a tremendous throw to first. And the Indians 
have beaten the Blue Jays again. 4-2 the final as Cleveland takes a 3-0 series lead. The Indians now 6-0 so far in this year's postseason. The Indians are the first team in Major League history to ever win a postseason game without any one pitcher recording more than five outs. The bullpen goes eight and a third frames, allowing just two runs. Brian Shaw notches the win. Andrew Miller gets his first career postseason save. The Indians go for the sweep on Tuesday. Corey Kluber against Aaron Sanchez. For more on Trevor Bauer's early exit and the incredible work of the Indians bullpen, here is Tim McMaster and Jack Morris. Terry Francona's worst nightmare for game number three of the ALCS came true in the first inning. Trevor Bauer's pinky finger opens up, blood all over his hand. He had to leave the game after two-thirds of an inning, but no fear because here comes the Cleveland Indians bullpen doing it again, and this time it wasn't just the big three. They had to go to the middle guys who all stepped up. Yeah, fresh, fresh arms come out of the pen and again continue to do what Terry Francona hopes they can do, dominate the Blue Jays' offense. They were outstanding. Nobody pitched a lot of innings, uh, but again, Manship hasn't pitched. McAllister, who hasn't pitched. Shaw, who's pitched a lot. Uh, they all pitched well. Allen and then... They go to finally at the end to the left-hander has just been lights out. They were tremendous from top to bottom, and here's a stat for you. First time in Major League Baseball history in the postseason that a team has won a game with no pitcher going more than five outs, so every one of those guys doing his job, and none of them going too long, right. including at the back end where Terry Francona mixes things up. Andrew Miller closes it out, Cody Allen going in before him. Well, it's a luxury Terry Francona's had, really, since they acquired Andrew Miller to use him in situations that he determines are the most important important parts. Now, today I think it was Cody Allen just to just to bridge the gap and get a little more work. He didn't want to use a lot of the bullets out of Andrew Miller's army. He brings him late uh, to pitch the last inning in the third, but it all works out for Terry Francona when everybody seems to be doing their job. The Indians offense did just enough to win. Here's our own Tim McMaster and Jack Morris. The Indians pitching may have been the big story again in game three of the ALCS, but they got some big contributions from the bats and guys not named Francisco Lindor yeah. in game three. Tim McMaster here with Jack Morris. Mike Napoli said after the game, he said, I've been working at it, I've been struggling, but I'm a grinder, it's who I am, and a couple of hits, a couple of RBIs, and a big homer. Yeah, Marcus Stroman made a few mistakes, and they happened to be Mike Napoli early in the game. He gets an RBI uh, early in the game, base hit, and then he gets that big home run. And at that point, uh, two hits allowed, two runs on the board. At one point, it was four runs, four hits, and yet uh, they were able to add three more late. Yeah, making the most of their opportunities. Uh, Jason Kipnis, also a home run, and a guy we talked about before the game, Jose Ramirez. Such a huge part of this team all season long, a big reason they've gotten to this point, and really his first big contributions of the postseason. Well, you knew it was going to come at yeah. some point. Napoli was going to get a hit that uh, determines an outcome. You knew that Kipnis was going to contribute, and today Ramirez did his part, too. Uh, Lindor has been the story in the first two games, but the guys that have kind of carried the weight through the whole uh, summer have kind of contributed here in game three. Tim McMaster and Jack Morris look ahead to game four where the Indians can wrap up the series. Game four of the ALCS could be a clincher for the Cleveland Indians as they take care of business in game number three here at the Rogers Center. Tim McMaster along with Jack Morris, but because Trevor Bauer only lasts two-thirds of an inning, it means it's going to be Corey Kluber on short rest in game number four and again in game seven if they have to play that game, but he's never done it. You have. What are the tests? What's the test? I think he's going to love it. I actually think his command will be better. Uh, I know he's never done it before, but he's an ace. He's a guy that can go out there and dominate the game. Terry Francona is going to 
you know, a little bit of question whether or not everybody will be available. I think they are because nobody pitched more than five outs in game three. With that being said, he's hoping that Kluber can get through the seventh, and I really expect that he will. How about the fact that it's a 4 o'clock start after an 8 o'clock start? You don't think that matters as far as the bullpen goes? This is postseason baseball, Timmy. I think everybody's ready and on board. Uh, they know that the, the importance of being able to finish this off in a sweep for Cleveland, so I know everybody will be ready to go. On the other side, the first step is just to kind of, I guess, pick yourself up after going down 3 to nothing. But how do the Blue Jays do that, get back in – business and get those bats going in game four well the one thing they can't think about is game five they've got to think about how do we attack Corey Kluber get an early lead they have yet to have a lead in this series and Cleveland's kind of taking the fans out of the game here at Rogers Center they've just pitched so well that anything that that Toronto can do to score first and get a lead would really help we thought the Blue Jays would have the pitching advantage in most of these games after game one Aaron Sanchez will have to finally be the guy that gets it done as a starter. Yeah, and he, he was a little bit shaky in his last start, so uh, the pressure will certainly be on him to try to match Corey Kluber uh, inning for inning. But with that being said, it's still about the Toronto Blue Jays and their offense. They just haven't got it clicking yet. Indians manager Terry Francona on the bullpen's heroic effort. Well, that wasn't the way we drew it up. Um, but about our bullpen, that's one of the most amazing jobs I've ever seen. I mean, starting with Otero, to Manship, to McAllister, to Shaw. I mean, they if anybody has a hiccup, we probably lose. And they all made pitches and against some really good hitters. Well, I mean, we used a, a large number of them, but nobody really, I think, uh, I think Shaw threw 27, which was the most. So, no, everybody, I'm... I'm guessing everybody will be available tomorrow. I admit that's a little bit of a unique way to win a playoff game. But the alternative is to lose or to, you know, I don't think anybody wants to do that. After watching Trevor go through this week, I was surprised that that happened. I think everybody was. But, you know, that it did. I mean, I don't think you can simulate trying to be at game speed and things like that. And, unfortunately, it opened up. So, you know, you kind of go back to the drawing board with Trevor and see how quickly we can start over with him. For sure, Kluber tomorrow? Yes. Thanks. When I came off the mound uh, after Wait. taking Trevor out, that was kind of the one thing that lifted my spirits a little bit was the first guy I saw was Kluber. Mike Napoli, a monster game, driving in two and scored the other two runs. I've been struggling a little bit, but uh, you know, I'm a grinder. I go in the cage every day and, and, and try to find it. You know, it's just part of who I am. You know, I go through ups and downs, and uh, you know, I was able to feel good in the box today. Heads up base running into six. Jose Ramirez, you were on second. What'd you see there? Uh, I mean, been doing it all year. It's part of our team. You know, we, we read balls in the dirt, and uh, you know, I read the read the ball going down and, and just took off. You know, something that we talk about all the time. We want to do and. You know, for me, I want to I wanna get in strong position for, for Jose. You know, he's uh, been able to, you know, be clutch for us all year, and, uh, you know, that's all I'm thinking about. Your bullpen comes out, and this is a bullpen game, a game that Trevor Bauer didn't get out of the first inning. What can you say about the managerial job by Terry Francona? Uh, he's been doing it all year. You know, it's been uh, so nice to be around him every day. He's just uh, he's an awesome guy, but, you know, for our bullpen to step up like that today is the only reason why we were able to win today, so... Um, you know, they're, they're the reason why, and, and for them to do that, it's, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Andrew Miller notched his first career postseason save.
I don't know. They had a plan. You know, we, we believe in what they're doing. We follow what they say. And, you know, I think uh, it doesn't matter what order we go in. I think Brian was excellent tonight. I think, you know, Otero coming in that situation, people understand how hard it is. So as a unit, we love our jobs. I think we'll, we're all flexible and whatever we can do to help the team win. What about the job that all six of you were able to do once Trevor couldn't get out of the first? Yeah, you know, Trevor's tough. He's as tough as you see. I mean, it, it looked like it was painful, but he didn't want to come out of the game. But it's an unfortunate situation. But I think uh, we've been down this path a couple times uh, in September, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it. But I think we just knew next man up. Everybody was going to strap it on and find a way. You're in a zone right now. 13 of the 17 batters you face, you have struck out. What has been working so well for you? Uh, you know, throwing enough strikes. My breaking ball has been really good. But uh, proud of the way I got the ball over the plate tonight. I think uh, that was that was better. Um, you know, just trying to get outs however we can. It doesn't matter whether it's strikeout, ground out, fly out. We just want outs. Trevor Bauer spoke about having to exit the game in the first inning. After the one-two pitch to Tulowitzki, uh, I felt on my uh, my ring finger a little bit of blood. So I looked down. It's bleeding pretty good. It's like you know, my only chance to stay in the game here is to end the bat quick, get the dugout, hope to stop the bleeding. But you know, sometimes the circumstances aren't in your favor, and uh, good teams overcome them and find a way to win. So. Glad we were able to do that today. You looked emotional coming off the mound. Yeah, I'm a competitor, man. I want to be out there. Like, I wouldn't have gone out there if I didn't want to be out there. Um, it was my turn to pitch, and I expected myself to go deep in the ball game like I always do. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.